Hello, everybody, and welcome to the best brand new podcast in the land. We are blood is thicker than ballers. We are two brothers who love sports. We're going to debate about sports. We're going to analyze sports. We're going to talk about the ties that bind when it comes to sports. My name is Robbins Exume. I'm joined by my brother, Jonathan Exume. We're going to talk about sports. We're excited about it. We're not going to waste any more time. Let's get it, and let's get it right now. Round one of our first episode, we're talking about the big three, okay? No, we're not talking about Wade, Bosh, and LeBron. We're talking about James Harden, Kevin Durant, and the other brother, Kyrie Irving. So we're going to start off with our very first uh, question. John, round one. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the big three and how those guys are going to fare in Brooklyn? Well, brother, let's talk about the big three here. So when this trade went down, I was in I was in a little shock, you know, just to see that how these three guys, how James Harden swindled his way in to the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Wendell, that's a, yes, like, he swindled his way in. Now, listen. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a boy. I'm born in New York. I bleed blue, and of course, I don't want to see this in New York because it's still a New York Knicks town, regardless. Okay, I don't care what anybody says, but yes, he he created probably, in my opinion, when you look at all the big threes that have been created, this is probably the most offensive powered big three I've ever seen. You got three guys. That can get you a well, listen, let's be honest. Right now, you got two guys. Yeah, you got two. Okay. But, you know, what's the third guy with just Kyrie Irving? And, you know, listen, I know a lot of people want to debate, you know, is he going through something or whatever? We'll save that. But when those three guys are on the court, okay, you can literally almost guarantee a minimum of 25 points each from these guys, okay? You got James Harden that, listen, offensively, I'm not saying he's the best shooter, but he is the best scorer of the basketball the league has today. You have arguably right next to him the easy sniper, Mr. Buckets. He can get you 35 points on 14 shots, okay? Okay. And then you got Kyrie Irving, who, in my opinion, is – the best dancer of the basketball. I said, <laughs> when I say dancer, he dances with the basketball. He he makes folks dance out their shoes when he blows by them. And he is lethal when it comes down, you know, down the stretch. My concern with this team is despite all this firepower that, they, that these three guys have in terms of scoring, because believe me, once all three guys are on the court, I would not be surprised if you see the Nets score a hundred points and a half with these three guys on the with these with these three guys on the floor. My concern is when the shots aren't falling, can they get stops defensively? And, and, and the thing is, team defense they may be able to disguise some things, but when it's one on one with another player. Down the stretch, can these guys defensively get stops? And that's and for me, that's the concern. Now, do, do I think they're the best team in the East right now? Yes, but the concern is if 
if the shots, if it gets into a point where the shots aren't falling, can these guys get defensive stops when it counts? And that's the concern for me. Okay. I mean, I can, I can see that. And I just want to say full disclosure, uh -huh. I am a Brooklyn Nets fan. He is, now, folks. He is. Now, I'm not one of those guys that just jumped on the bandwagon when, oh, James Harden's up. I'm up. No. I've been rocking with the Nets since Derek Coleman, Drajan Petrovic, Kenny Anderson. Okay? Oh. I've been rocking with them for a long, long time. Okay? <laughs> we had them ugly jerseys that they brought back for some reason. Those powder blue jerseys. I, I was a fan back then. I remember Kerry Kittles. I remember <laughs> Kenya Martin. I remember when we had a shot when we got Swept by the Lakers. Hey man, you should, before, you should have had your Van Horn jersey behind you. Say that again. You should have had your Van Horn jersey behind you. Yeah, I should have had my Van Horn. Okay, so <laughs> I rep the Nets. I'm not. I'm not some new kid on the block. This is how I feel about how my Brooklyn Nets look right now. Mm -hmm. Of course, when you hear KD is coming, you get excited. Even with even with the Achilles injury. You hear Kyrie is coming, you get excited, but not as excited. Because <laughs> you know Kyrie is a little bit of a head case. Now, you get James Harden, okay? The dancer. The Mr. Stepback. Mr. <laughs> I'll drop a triple-double in my sleep if I feel like it. Matter of fact, dropped a triple-double his first game with Brooklyn. I'm excited about the possibilities of the Brooklyn Nets. But my... My trepidation. It's not with KD. <laughs> I trust KD, okay? And some of y'all can think I'm crazy, but I trust Kevin Durant. I think he's going to come to work, and he's going to do everything he can to help the team win. Same with James Harden. To a lesser extent, James Harden. My issue, okay? Yes, uh -huh. we, can score, we can score 130 points a night. Yes, we can maybe hit 100 and a half if we that, you know, if everybody's cooking. It's Kyrie Irving. Career, okay. As great of a basketball player as he is, I think when it comes to his mental capacity and his mental toughness, he is a easy target, and he's just too easily swayed when it comes to his mental toughness. I just don't trust his mental toughness. Why is I don't that? trust him because I mean, let's just take the current situation. All right. As a matter of fact, let's take it back to the beginning with Kyrie Irving. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You see him as a uh, rookie. He was spectacular. He was great. He was fun to watch. The team sucked. Right. With Kyrie. LeBron comes, they win. Now, of course, Kyrie can't take not being the number one guy and eventually wants to get out of, of uh, Cleveland. I, I understand LeBron James shadows a big shadow of a cast. He's a little bit of a circus playing with LeBron James. I get it. So you go to Boston. Okay, they trade you. You got a nice young group. You got Tatum. You got Brown. You got Gordon Hayward. Unfortunately, Gordon Hayward gets injured first game. They don't go too far. They actually made, was that, I believe that was the year they made the conference finals. Right. They made the conference finals without Kyrie, without Gordon. Those two guys come back the next year. Y'all don't even make it as far with LeBron in a different conference. Right. Somebody tell me why that's the case. If you Kyrie Irving, you're a top 20 player in this league, your team is worse when you're on the floor. Even right now, the Brooklyn Nets 
are under 500 with Kyrie on the floor since he joined the team. They're under 500. That tells me a guy as spectacular as you are, as skilled as you are, for your team to be under 500 with you and over 500 without you. Now, mind you, okay, put those two together. Mm. That tells me there's a there's something about your ability to lead, your ability to uh, galvanize that is lacking. So you not a, you know you're not a team leader. You have to accept the fact that you're number two. You're not a number one. You're a Robin, not a Batman. Okay. Now, bro, I got a question for you, though. Okay, go So ahead. now you add Harden into the mix. So you just said yeah. that, you know, Kyrie, Kyrie is Robin to Durant's Batman, right? Yep. So now that Harden is in the mix. Now, okay. Uh-huh. Harden has, Harden has an MVP. Durant has an MVP. So does that make... So does that make Kyrie Irving um, Alfred the Butler now? <laughs> yes. That makes Kyrie Irving Alfred the Butler. You see, you remember the, you know, those uh, episodes of, of Batman? What's Alfred's job, man? Alfred's job is to make sure nobody finds out Bruce Wayne is Batman. Right, right. Make sure that all of Bruce Wayne's needs are met as Bruce Wayne. Okay? Right. So in this scenario, as Alfred... <laughs> A.K.A. Kyrie Irving, his job is to make sure that the needs of Harden and Kevin Durant are met. And I don't know if he is has the mental makeup to do that. He still thinks that he's at Duke and he's the number one prospect in the country and everybody's supposed to cater to him. You, you're not that dude. You're not that dude, Kyrie. You're skilled. You're talented. At, at points in the game, you can be the best player on the floor. However, uh-huh. however, you still Alfred, okay? <laughs> you still Alfred. When it comes down to it, when it's like the last second, I don't want the ball in your hands. I want the ball in KD's hands. I want the ball in James Harden's hands. I don't want the ball in Kyrie Irving's hands. Kyrie Irving. Now, granted, he made that. He made one of the biggest shots in NBA Finals history, shooting the uh-huh. three over Golden State. But the real reason Golden State lost that game was because Golden State couldn't hit a shot. In the last five to six minutes of the game. True. Okay. He shot a three, well guarded, defended over his defender, and he hit the shot. You know, Kyrie's that kind of guy. He can make those the difficult shots in late pressure moments. But over over time, he's not the guy I want with the ball in his hands when my team, because you know, Brooklyn, that's my team. Right. When my true. team needs a bucket. I'm not as trustworthy as I, I'm not as trusting as I am with uh, Kyrie as I am with KD. Add mm. to the fact that his actions when he's off the when he's off the floor, okay, are problematic. Kyrie is you know what what Kyrie is? Kyrie is the perfect two K player. You see when you play two K, right? Wow. You see when you play two K, you, uh-huh. you like you you can just play games back to back. You ain't got to mm. worry about. You ain't got to worry about one of the players not showing up in the game. One of the players deciding to take a sabbatical for the next week, right? Because the players just play. Right. If it's just playing, I'm cool with Kyrie. My problem with Kyrie is all the other junk that you have to take for him to play. That's why I talk about his mental toughness. Mm-hmm. Anything that's going off, off, that goes maybe haywire off the floor, it brings it now as an issue on the floor. He's not available. He's not mentally ready. He's not cool with his teammates. That's the same joke that went down in Boston. 
Think about it. That squad was lit. Kyrie, Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Right. I mean, come on. These guys All right, are really You know what? All right. Let's take a break from 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 uh, the Kyrie, <laughs> the slight Kyrie attack. Let's talk about Harden. Now, Harden has been the alpha yeah. on the Rockets for, for the last eight years, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things with James Harden is, you know, during the season, he is money. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the season, he is money. My question is, let's, let's throw the scenario out. Let's just say, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, God bless him. He's, you know, he, he, he spent a good year and change off mm-hmm. to, get those, to get those legs um, ready, right? Yep. Let's, let's, let's say this is, you know, round two of the playoffs, all right? You know, he suffers some leg soreness. He can't go down the stretch. You would love that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, he got, he got some spasms. He can't, he can't go. Mm-hmm. And so he's sitting out, right? And then, lo and behold, what ends up happening is it's Kyrie Irving and it's James Harden, right? Yes. Yep. What do you think, you know, when you look at that, what do you think and um, what do you think with James Harden going down the clutch? Yeah, man, so, you know, we we got Katie out, and here we have Kyrie and James Harden sitting there and together. So, yep. so and they're on the floor. Okay, so basically, you're telling me that the Brooklyn Nets just turned into the 20, uh, 20 Houston Rockets, right? And so That's the thing is, game. with with Harden, one of the issues that have been said about him is when it comes to the playoffs. That clutch, that clutch gene he has disappears. Okay. And so that's why KD is there. Right. KD, KD, like, so if KD is out, all bets are off. The expectation can't be now that Harden is going to lead them to a, to a championship. I mean, you, now it depends. If you say, okay, James Harden, if you that do, you should be able to lead your squad to the championship. Um, If Kyrie's in, why not? Well, I mean, you, you may have a point, but on the same token, if I'm rolling with KD all season, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden when, you know, the going gets tough, which is in the playoffs, I don't have KD, who I still feel at the end of the season is going to be a top five player. I don't know if you ever lost a top, I mean, let's look at, let's look at um, Golden State. Let's be honest, man. Toronto got a championship. Kawhi has two NBA Finals MVPs. If KD mm-hmm. is is seventy percent of, of what he is of, of you know or what he was at that point, we all know. All right, anybody who watched that series just needed to watch the first half or the first quarter of Game Five. Mm-hmm. Now let's know all you need to know about what would have happened if KD was ready for Toronto. Right. That would have no chips. Right, no chips. I so that tells me. So that tells me if KD is out. And Brooke, like during the playoffs, man, uh-huh. tough ass to say, James. Now you got to take KD's production, your production, and play psychiatrist to Kyrie to try to win a championship. That's a lot because you know James Harden himself sometimes kind of gets lost in the sauce. So I don't know. 
if KD gets knocked off or is injured, I mean, knocked off, like, like this is like Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but, like, if KD can't perform, then that's different. That can keep them, of course, from making the finals. But I, I believe... Yo, Rob, let me hold you right there a second. Let me hold you right there. Let me hold you right there a second. We're back. All right, so it's like, if KD goes out, James Harden can't be expected to, I think, to keep, to, to still have that championship or bust mentality on it, on, mm-hmm. on this season. I believe that if everybody comes to play, you know, and that is saying with Brooklyn having to make some roster moves to get some big men on, on their squad, I think that Kyrie, KD, and Harden is enough to get to the NBA Finals. Now, really, um, the big main competition, in my opinion, it's going to come from the Bucks. It's going to come from the Sixers and maybe the Heat. I don't really trust Boston 100%, to be honest with you, man. I don't Why not? Boston. I don't trust Boston because I don't think they have enough offense. And I think Kimball Walker's knee, okay, mm-hmm. shout out uh, New Yorker, you know, Kimball Walker, UConn, Kimball Walker. I just don't trust that his knee's going to allow him to play to the to the best of his ability all season. I just don't trust Boston. And I think if you guys really looking at a guy that kind of dropped the ball, because a lot of people kind of getting on the nets because they traded so many draft picks. Uh-huh. Um, Danny Ainge, if you think about what he had and what the roster he had and the open picks he had, them cats ain't never make it to a finals. We started me started looking at Danny Ainge and seeing if he if he really doing his job. You know? But Good that's what that's that's another that's another podcast episode. I'm gonna leave Danny Angel alone, but we gotta look at that guy for real. Anyway, okay. Anyway, um, as far as the the Nets are concerned, it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. I'm ex- like I said, I'm excited. But when it comes down to it, this season and this trade is not gonna will be a failure if they don't win the championship. And right. I think the best opportunity is gonna be this next this this year and next year. Because I think teams like Milwaukee, I mean, Milwaukee with, with Giannis, that's going to be a monster for years to come. Um, I think the Sixers with Embiid and Simmons and with a really good coach in that river is going to be difficult to beat in years to come. Miami has potential. If you're talking about Miami squad right now, they play really good D. So that is going to be a problem when you have a team like Miami who plays really good defense and can score. Um, they never seen a, a squad like Brooklyn. So no. I'm kind of interested to see how that will make out. But that'll that I can see that team being being a, a problem because of the way they play defense. You know, okay. um, Milwaukee the same thing. They really long. They're tall. They got Giannis, um, who was like on that level. Um, of you know when KD was dominating the league with Golden State, he was you know Giannis is is in my opinion that's a that's a top five guy. Okay. It's a top five guy. Got to win a championship. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. See, with Giannis, you, I mean, you root for him and everything, but listen, if it's between Milwaukee and Moscow, Brooklyn, nah, man, Giannis, you, you want to, you want to take, take that out. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but um, I mean, you still got ten more. You still got to, what? You still got at least a good nine, ten years left in him. Of course, nine, ten years at the level that he's playing at, but on the same token. Like you go the next three years and you don't win anything, if Boston is going is is gonna you know quote unquote be that team is going is going to be in the next two or three years. I don't see Boston as 
an elite squad now, but you know, we'll see. Time will tell. Okay. I don't consider them. I don't consider them as like, oh man, Brooklyn got to go through Boston. I expect that if Boston and Brooklyn played in, in the playoffs, Brooklyn should handle them. Okay, five games, five six games. That should not go to seven. Okay, six games, five 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 six games. Oh yeah. wow! Because I mean, like. That the issue is that they don't have great defense. You look at all the you look at the um the previous you know renditions of a big three. You'll go with Boston's big three with Kate with uh, KG Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. I think this big three is is a better scoring big three, but defensively those guys came to play. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying with Boston. Same thing with the Wade Bosch and LeBron James big three. Those squads played some ball. They played some defense. You feel me? So that's the difference between this rendition. The fact that they will play more games because they don't have to outscore people. There's no way that they can be as good a defensive squad with the guys they got on, on that roster because your main three are none of them are, are like shut down defenders. Like KD is the best one out of all of them because of his uh-huh. life. But, you know, you can't really expect him to be all-world defensively. This man just came back from a Achilles injury. Yeah. So. All right. Um, real quick. Resume. All right. Well, with that, so speaking of big three, all right, if you think about it, there is a big three in the NFL. There's three games left in the season. We got the NFC Championship. We got the AFC Championship. And then we got the Super Bowl. Okay. Mm. So we got the we got Tom Terrific, old man winter, however you want to say. Whenever that man show up, his team shows out. Talking about Tom Brady. We got Aaron Rodgers, one of the best to ever do it. Patrick Mahomes, probably when it's all said and done, the best to ever do it. Okay. And then we got Josh Allen, okay? One of the uh rising stars in Buffalo. So John, I want to ask you real quick, which are the four quarterbacks? Has the most pressure on him coming into the Final Four in the NFL. All right. The one that has the most pressure, in my opinion, is Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going to tell you why. I believe it's Aaron Rodgers. Okay? Patrick Mahomes is, has, just recent, has just started. Right? He, got, he <laughs> got a Super Bowl. Tom is old. But he still can do it. He got six. Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, needs another Super Bowl to solidify his greatness, okay? Because when you look at it, you know, he won that one Super Bowl a long time ago, okay? Yeah, yeah. And that was an improbable run because they were a wild card team, and they came through, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. But with all the, like, a lot of people will say that, Aaron Rodgers is the LeBron James of the NFL. Like, but the difference is at least LeBron James got four championships, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's an easier game to control as an individual. Right. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, with all the records, you know, 37 touchdowns, just six interceptions every year, like these, these crazy numbers that, that he puts up, when you look at him, you're like, well, well man, how many, championships, how many championships this guy got? Just one? Mm-hmm. One championship? And so for me, the pressure is on him. Now, you know, I'll just announce my Super Bowl pick. So when the playoffs started, actually when the season started, my selection 
for the teams in the Super Bowl was the Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers. And so far, my picks are still playable. But when you talk about the quarterback that has the most pressure, to me, of the four guys remaining, because here's the thing, Josh Allen just started, okay? So he got some time. You know, Patrick Mahomes, I expect him, when it's all said and done, to have at least three Super Bowls, at least three. He should have probably more, but I I would say at the least, he'll have three Super Bowls, okay? Mm -hmm. But Aaron Rodgers... You know, you've been in the league a long time, all right? You got to have more than one. Because because remember, a lot of people will argue and say, besides Patrick Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the NFL? They will tell you Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And to me, only having one Super Bowl on that resume is not enough. Yes. I mean, Eli got two. Right. Eli. Eli got two Super Bowls. Peyton Manning got two Super Bowls. All right? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, if you had the, if a lot of people say that you're better than those guys, right? Well, yep. we can say the same in my opinion. He's better, than, he's better than Eli Manning, in my opinion. But okay. to say that you're better than, because when you look at his stats, his accuracy, his touchdown to turnover ratio is better than all those guys. Yep. Yep. So yeah. you got to have more rings than that. Yeah. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. What you got to say about it, bro? Man, let me tell you this. Who is – which or which quarterback has the most pressure on them? Right. I'm, I'm going to surprise you with my answer. Okay? okay. You know why? You know why I'm going to say this guy? It's Josh Allen. You know why? <laughs> what? Listen, you know why? Why? Because Josh Allen ain't never making it back this far. That's why. This is his one shot to shine. Okay? Everything is lining up for you. Uh, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> got a concussion. Okay? Tom Brady, old. Uh-huh. All right. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is still at the top of his game, but the Super Bowl is going to be played in a in a weather controlled uh, environment. This is the last time Josh Allen in a in some COVID shortened season is going to be making this far. Okay, so Josh Allen better make wow. do with his with his with his opportunity because Patrick Mahomes is going to be here again. Right. Aaron Rodgers. I bet you in the next two seasons after this one, we'll be in another conference championship game. Tom Brady about, about to leave. He done, he's done everything. He's done. He's already checked all the checks already. Okay. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, this brother, he realizing I may be Dan Marino. Remember Dan Marino? Dan Marino right. was a real good quarterback. He made he made a Super Bowl in his rookie season. Right. How many rings brother got? Huh? He got none. He got none. We got me and Dan Marino had the same amount of rings. And I ain't never played in the NFL. Okay? So Josh <laughs> Allen is the one who has the most pressure on. Him. Unfortunately, for Mr. for Mr. Josh, for Mr. Josh Allen, he ain't getting he ain't getting further than this uh, than the upcoming game. Patrick Mahomes is going to be free of the concussion protocol. He's going to advance. Uh, I don't think so. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to advance, and we're going to have State Farm Super Bowl. Okay. You're going to have the State Farm Super Bowl, and this is what State Farm been going for for, for the last. You know, a couple of years. They want the top two men in the Super Bowl. So everybody has state farm insurance. Okay. That's what they want to do. All right. All right. So, so it sounds like your picks are are the Kansas City Chiefs and, and the Packers. Yes. So we don't. So none of us have selected Brady. 
I tell you, I'm, I'll am be scared of him, okay? I'm scared yeah. of him, but I don't, I'm not going to pick him because I think the Green Bay Packers team is a better team than uh, Tampa. I don't trust Tampa. I trust Tom Brady in the cold. I don't trust Tampa Bay in the cold. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I trust Brady. I think Fournette is, is the kind of running back that's built for the, for the cold. I don't, I don't know about Chris Godwin, man. I don't know about uh, Chris Godwin. He went to Penn State, so he should be used to. What, what, what that mean? He, he ain't he ain't playing no, in, in no playoffs. <laughs> you went to Penn State. That means you played on December thirtieth and you went home. Okay, <laughs> okay. Penn State ain't competing for no championships since Kerry Collins and uh, <laughs> what's the running back's name? I forgot the running back, Kajana Carter. Okay, give me your ball. Oh, Kajana Carter. I heard Kajana that. Kajana Carter and Kerry Collins. Ain't nobody want to hear about no Penn State. You ain't play. You ain't play no high stakes football in the cold weather. The bosser, okay, Chris Godwin. Okay. All right. I don't trust him. I trust Tom Brady. I like Leonard Fournette because I feel he's built like a cold weather back. He's that's the kind of game that he's built for. But after that, I don't trust. Now they could win. I don't think they will. I trust uh, this kind so of so you mean to say if the game is a nip and tuck game where it's going back and forth and Tom Brady has the ball with two minutes and 30 seconds left? Yeah, that's a game that Tampa Bay can win. Mm-hmm. But I feel that the Smith brothers, they're not related, you know, the two ends for uh, Green Bay are going to cause enough pressure on Tom Brady. They'll cause one or two mistakes. And I think Green Bay is going to be able to run the ball against Tampa enough for them to open it up, and, and they're going to win the game. In the other one with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, I don't trust that if you throw the ball 40-plus 40, 40 times with Josh Allen, you're not going to come up with one mistake. Uh, and I think KC is going to get two turnovers against Buffalo. They're going to run the ball against Buffalo. And I'm telling you, that's going to be one of them 31 31- 21 games with Buffalo scoring a touchdown late to make it look pretty. Mm. Okay. All right. So, bro, give me your scores. You said 31 21. Yeah, 31 21. Yeah, 31 21 Kansas City over Buffalo. Uh-huh. Okay. And then in the Green Bay game, I like I like Green Bay 27 to 20. Okay. All right. I'm going to chime in here. Um, you go, go ahead and chime. Everybody right. wants to be wrong, you know, every now and then. Go ahead. Okay. So, I got so my scores. For the AFC and NFC championship game, uh-huh. I have the Buffalo Bills beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, give me the score: thirty-eight to twenty-seven. See, that's the problem. You not, we not, and, and I'll tell you why. I gotta listen. I believe that Mahomes will throw two interceptions in this game, and okay. one of them, one of them is going to break the game open. Okay. And now in the other game. So I got 38-27 in the AFC Championship game. And in the NFC Championship game, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, though I feel, and this is just me, the game's gonna be colder. It's gonna be in the 20s, might be yep. some flurries. Yep. I think Green Bay will score 40 points. Wow. Okay. Okay, we'll see. Forty to twenty-eight, Green Bay. Wow, I think I think Green Bay will drop forty on a bucket. And, and here's the thing: why watching the Buccaneers play the Saints, um, yeah, uh, who you know they played the Saints over the weekend. 
one of the things that I noticed is the Buccaneers realized that Drew Brees can't throw the ball 25 yards. Oh, Aaron Rodgers can. We know Aaron, we know Aaron can throw 50. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, what's going to happen, because what I feel is going to happen, Devontae Adams is going to is probably going to – I gave him a score of 40 to 28. Devontae Adams will score three touchdowns. And here's, the, oh, wow. and here's why I feel he will. The Buccaneers' secondary is a very opportunistic secondary. They like to take chances. And I think what's going to happen is that they're going to take some chances. And those chances, because it's cold, because it's snow, they're going to take some chances and they're going to miss. Okay. And, and that's going to break the game open. And because, you know, the Packers are going to probably pack in some more fans for this game, mm-hmm. crowd noise, it's windy. It's going to be cold. So I feel that the Packers are going to remember what happened to them when they got lambasted 35 to, what was it, 35 to 10? 38 to 10. Yeah, 38 to 10 when they got slapped in the face. Exactly. And I think that they'll be ready this time because here's the one thing we know about the Buccaneers. You know, they run a lot of slant plays and a lot of go routes. And we know despite, you know, the stat about Tom Brady, you know, he has the most air distance this season, which to me doesn't mean anything if they, if they ain't catching the ball. Yeah. They're going to take some shots, and I and I just feel that because of, you know, where the game is being played, the weather, that's going to play in the hands of the Packers. Now, the Packers might make some mistakes because their defense, you know, sometimes does, and, and against the run – they're susceptible. So, I, so, so, like, I think Fournette will have a great game. I think Jones will have a great game. But we don't know what happens. When you fall behind early, you know, teams tend to throw the ball more to try to catch up. They ain't got time to be handing the ball off and running, 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 running. And I think yeah. what will happen in this game is that the Packers will jump off to a fast start, mm-hmm. which will then force the Buccaneers to get into a throwing game early. Okay. And the game will sort of settle down towards the middle, where they'll run the ball some. Um, but at the end of the at the end of it all, I see forty to twenty eight for the NFC Championship game and thirty eight twenty seven. Because as much as I love, and here's the thing, I am a Patrick Mahomes fan. But the one thing I noticed about him, and in this game against the Browns, because you know they recently played the Browns, to me, they were lucky. They were lucky on a couple, and then there were a couple of passes that Mahomes threw that should have been picked off. But because the Browns' defense is, to be honest, that's the Browns' weakest link is their defense. Their defense is their weakest link. Their defense, you can I mean, throw. If you, want to, if you want to say that, but I think the yeah. defense probably there is probably the better is a better they're better half. Um, Baker Mayfield, I ain't gonna get on Baker Mayfield. Okay, <laughs> I ain't gonna get on Baker Mayfield. Man. Right, but like for me. You know, because it, because a lot of times Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, can be reckless with the football. He's one of he's one of the few quarterbacks in the league that can be reckless with the football, and it still turns out good for him. But I think because in my opinion, I think Buffalo is disciplined. Because here's the thing: they just took the the number one rushing offense in the NFL and shut them down. Okay, they they play they play they play the college offense. All right, go ahead. All right. Okay, okay, you can say they played a college offense. I just feel that their defense with Josh Norman and the guys they got back there, 
I feel is going to be a chippy game. And I just think that Mahomes will do some razzle-dazzle, throw the ball because he thinks Kelsey or, um, you know, the cheetah will make a play, and it's going to get picked off. So after, after hearing your analysis about the Kansas City-Buffalo game, I think you yourself believe Kansas City is going to win. So um, <laughs> I don't. I'll I'll say I'll say this. Okay. Okay. Got to keep it. Got to keep it moving. The reason why I feel Kansas City is going to win is because Patrick Mahomes is a baller. Okay. Okay. He's I a baller. But they don't have. He don't have to be great in order for the Kansas City Chiefs to win the game. They can run the ball. Okay. They can run the ball, and that's going to be problematic for Buffalo. Because remember last time Buffalo played Kansas City. Uh, I don't even remember who won that game, but Kansas City Kansas is able to move. Yeah, they were able to move the ball by running, by running the football. And if KC can run the football, you play action, game over, game over. That's why it's going to be, I think, at least a two-score game because they're going to be able to run the ball. And Buffalo don't even care for, to run to run the ball. But Buffalo's running backs aren't really that. They don't even give them the ball, so you don't even know how good they are. Okay. I don't think they're. I don't think they're good running backs. I, I. I think they're okay running backs. I think in this upcoming draft, an area of need for them definitely is going to be, in my opinion, for them is drafting a running back. Drafting. Well, I'll say this. Like drafting yeah. an every down back and then sprinkling Moss or Singletary when you need to relieve your your main back. But they need I'll to say this. Number one. Back. I'll say this. When it comes to what we talk about. The bloodline of a team are players that are ex- essential to a team's success. And I'm telling you right now, my bloodline player for the AFC Championship game is going to be the Honey Badger, okay. Tyron Matthew. Okay, the Honey Badger. That's that's my bloodline player of the game, the player that we expect besides the main guys. Okay, now you ain't talking about the headliners. Right. The guys that can be the most influential in their team's uh, success, the Honey Badger. That man, he looked like Muggsy Bogues running out there on the uh, field, but he's always making plays in the pass and against a run. My life, what player in the NFC Championship game, the guy that is the most important, uh, you know, player, not the headliner, is going to be Aaron Rodgers' brother, Aaron Jones. Okay? Aaron (laughs) Jones, his ability to catch the ball, his ability to roll with the ball, that man is a really, really good uh, Swiss Army knife. And those are going to be the two guys that I think uh, reign supreme, for lack of a better term, when it comes to these two games. Brother, what are your two lifeblood players in these two NFC and AFC championship games? All right. So let's start off with the NFC first. Um, I think mine is going to be – that other wide receiver, Scatling. I think Scatling. Scatling. Okay, go ahead. I think Scatling is going to be is going to be. He's going to have a big role because he's going to allow um, Devontae Adams to be single covered because he's going to make the plays that force the defense to be honest. And once they have to be honest, it's one on one with Devontae. So I think okay. Scatling is going to be key. And in the AFC Championship game, it's a guy who at one point in time was a lockdown corner. 
okay. and that was Josh Norman. <laughs> and I listen. I feel that Josh Norman is going to make a play in this game that's going to give the Bills the victory. Okay, all right. Whether all right. it's a deflection and he picks it off, but I think that listen, nobody can stop Tyreek Hill, but I think he'll be able to minimize the effect of Hill because he's going to be he's going to play a big role and I think mm-hmm. don't yeah. be surprised if he ends up with an interception in this game. Okay, he yeah, he may get one. Okay. He may he may get one. So, all right. So we're going we're going to wrap this up. You heard the the uh, our our piece we talked about the Nets uh and by the way, uh my old brother award, which is our award for players that are a headache right now is is Kyrie Irving. And as a matter of fact, I think we should name the award the Kyrie Irving Old Brother Award because he's probably going to win it every single week because that man, that man, that man needs a brother. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, before we go, Kyrie, man, leave Kyrie alone. No, no I'm a fan and I, I can't even enjoy, I can't even enjoy our opportunity to be one of the head teams in the league because this man won't play games. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, before before we go, man, is there anything else you got to say about what we talked about today? Mm, you know, for the most part, you know, I can't wait for next weekend. You know, can't wait to see these two games. Can't wait to see. Can't wait to see the Bills and the Packers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know you disagree with that, but that's just anyway. my. Bl- I just feel that it's Bills and Packers, and maybe. You know, for the next show, I'll give you my my winner. I don't want to. I don't want to tell you about the winner yet. Okay. But, um, I just feel that it's going to be like I feel like it's the Bills' time, and I feel that it's going to be the Bills and the Packers. Okay. In the championship, and w- w- when it comes to the NBA, I'm not gonna lie. I want to see a Lakers Nets finals. Um, I hope Kyrie can get it together. Well, and I we don't want to go NBA Finals yet with with, with with the NBA. We got plenty of time for that. Right. Okay, we but, got plenty. You know, I want to see that. There's plenty of time, you know, between now and then. But I would love to see that um, come to fruition. So that's all I got to say. All right. All right, then, man. So we hear, you guys heard what we said. Do you think we are out of our mind for thinking that Kyrie Irving is a head case or is that? John is crazy because he thinks the Bills going to beat Kansas City. <laughs> Let us know. You can hit us up on Gmail, man. Blood Brothers Ballin. That's Ballin without the G. So B-A-L-L-I-N. No G. Okay? At gmail.com. Blood Brothers Ballin at gmail.com. We don't want to talk about blood like we some kind of like, um, uh, you know, a bunch of crazy folks. But we talk about blood because of our bond as brothers and the bond that we have through sports. So bloodbrothersballin at gmail.com. We'll hit you up with the Instagram and the Twitter pages soon. But for right now, you have been with the brothers, and you have balled with the brothers, and that makes you a better person. Holla, peace, and take care. Peace, fans. We love you.